Hello and welcome to Glow and Tell. I'm Laura and I'm Karina and we are twin sisters sharing our obsession with all things beauty. This week we will dive deep into how our love of makeup and skincare began, our winter skincare routines, and we discuss whether or not we like facial massage tools. Hey Karina, are they really doing anything? You'll find out. So we've been wanting to record this episode, um, partly because Laura and I, obviously we're twins, so we are having a birthday coming up. Uh, we are turning the big 3-0. Can't wait. Can't wait. So we wanted to do this kind of as our origin story. Um, we're going to start with our birth. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we're going to start um, with pretty much all the nostalgic items, the marketing, um, and growing up around makeup during the 90s and 2000s um, and how it became an obsession for us. Um, and we're going to take a little trip down memory lane um, and share that all with you guys. So mostly we're just going to be chatting with each other about certain you know items that we loved the beauty ads of the 90s and 2000s so many magazines um, the pop culture phenoms that happened it was the rise and fall of the boy and girl bands oh yeah um you know pretty much everything that we were around in the 90s and 2000s it was such a great time um and it really shaped how we look at beauty and skincare today and we just want to share that with you guys. All right. Are we ready for that trip? We are ready. All right, Karina. So what we're going to do now is go on a trip down memory lane and discuss all of the cool beauty items that we're nostalgic for. But first, we're going to talk about our original beauty influencer, our, our mom. mom. So Karina, what do you remember about mom and how she used beauty items as you were a child? So I remember... Uh, she had a big old basket of Avon sample size lipsticks. Oh, um, I don't think she sold Avon. No, I don't think she so. She just got a lot of it from her friends, I'm assuming, and always had the Avon catalogs um, in the house. So we were always thumbing through those and sniffing the little um, yes. testers on the page. Yes, uh, they always we, had We really it. wanted uh, Skin So Soft. Oh, yeah. Soap on a rope. Soap on a rope. Oh my gosh, they have the original soap on a rope. I remember their catalogs were just so fun to look through. I always loved looking at beauty products in those little catalogs because it was so... I just wanted everything. I was like, yeah. Mom, I need this lip gloss because it looks so beautiful on this page. I think um, for us, the, the Avon catalog was kind of like the Toys R Us catalog for us. <laughs> Instead of like choosing what to toys we wanted for our birthday or for Christmas... Um, as you did, um, R.I.P. Toys R Us, by the way, does no, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, so we would look through the Avon catalogs and sniff the uh, testers, which were just kind of basic, but we didn't know that at the time. No, their yeah. perfumes always had a little scratch and sniff section, so yep. you can always like kind of preview the scent. Um, and it was just really fun to look through. I don't know, I really enjoyed looking through those. So um, on that topic of lipstick, so mom uh, always wore... Really, really simple makeup. Um, she likes to wear CoverGirl foundation, <laughs> and she always wore a really frosty pink shimmery eye. Nothing crazy, not like '80s frosty. I mean, it's it's pretty frosty now. She yeah. still likes a frost. She likes glitter. She likes the glam, but she always loved to wear 
a bold lip. And so she's always in either like a dark brick red um, and like a rusty orange. Uh, She does not do nude lipsticks. No. Uh, And so she's always been a really simple makeup look kind of a lady. Uh, Really classy. Just Mm -hmm. lashes. Lots of lashes. One one swipe of an eye color. Mm -hmm. And a big old bold lip. So I think that's where we got our first taste of makeup from is from rummaging and mom's uh little uh sterilite <laughs> three-tier drawer sets full of samples oh that gosh. she got from all of her friends um and reading the uh, avon catalogs but you know it was the best part of growing up what? and looking at all of this like makeup stuff the beauty trends at the time the late 90s early 2000s were the best time for a girl <laughs> to find these things at her local mall. Going to the mall, guys. That was like the highlight of everybody's weekend. Our mom would drop us off, give us like 20 bucks each to go and just roam. I think it was like the modern day babysitter. They're like, we don't we, we don't want to take care of you. Go to the mall and we'll pick you up in like five hours. We were mall rats. If anyone's <laughs> actually seen that movie, please do. It's great. Um, it has like a young Nicolas Cage in it. Oh. Um, but we were actually mall rats back in the day. We would go with our friends and we'd almost always go and see a movie. Oh, I loved going to see a movie. And like the smell of like the popcorn and you'd always get like a red vines. Mm. And those movies were just like you know I think it was like a walk to remember was like the big thing there's so many good associations with the mall because that's where we spent so much of our extra time outside of school a ton of time at the mall and probably the most visited store we ever went to was afterthoughts afterthoughts which is no longer no a present thought it is an actual afterthought because (laughs) they no longer exist r.i.p um, we really loved Afterthoughts. So um, I guess that was the original iteration of what became Claire's and Icing. icing. I get. I think they were all in the same company. Um, Afterthoughts was more of like the accessory side, right? Yeah. Or wasn't it all accessories? I don't really remember. It was. It's kind of what. It's basically what Claire's, you know, was at that point. Because hey, guess what? Claire's doesn't exist anymore either. Jesus yes, they Christ. do. Do they? Yes, I and they all closed. Oh, no, it's just well, afterthoughts. Never mind. I was going to say all of our childhood favorites are gone. No, um, you but got we, your, everybody got their ears pierced. Oh, at Claire's. I got my ears pierced at Claire's um, the first time and the second time because oh. the first time around they got infected uh, because you probably should never go to a mall to get your ears <laughs> pierced, guys. Uh, oh, well. le- lesson learned. Uh, my ears are fine now. <laughs> uh, they've been fine for a good I don't know twenty years probably. Sure. Uh, but okay, so afterthoughts, uh, the makeup selection. Oh boy, not really a color makeup but good god did they have the best selection of roll-on body glitters just the and remember does anybody remember like this is when highlighter was not a thing no the pre-highlighter days was actual glitter suspended in gel gel. and you would like scoop it out with your hands and like (laughs) put it on your body put it on like where a highlighter now would go, like, kind of around right. the eyes, on the cheekbones. Yeah. But it was just glitter. There was no it's shimmer. Just, there was no, like, reflection. It was literally glitter glopped just, in gel. Just big old chunks of glitter suspended. Oh, like, they had maybe star-shaped pieces yes. in there. Oh, my God. Um, but the roll-on body glitter was always really scented, and it was very artificial. It's, yes. like, mostly smells like alcohol mm-hmm. with, like, a faux blueberry scent to it yeah it was like it looked like those roll-on deodorants except it was glitter yeah glitter that (laughs) for some reason we thought was okay to put next to our eyes right um yeah that was a weird time and they also had 
they had you know little makeup sets but of course we all know like children's makeup it's not pigmented whatsoever it's literally like an overspray of some pigment in like a clear wax base like a creamy base yeah it's not actual makeup guys it it was you know but but for us it was so much fun I wanted everything um I remember there was like this little, the little four pan wheel of cream eyeshadows that they oh. sold there. I remember that. Everything was a very like frosty cream, like a pearl, a lavender, like Everything. an icy blue, like the whole... Um, cool tones, people. Cool tones. The whole like, it was a very... Oh, in 99, I guess, you know, the, the, the year 2000 was coming up. So everybody had a very like space age, mm-hmm. millennium uh, themed... Everything was branding going on. Yeah. Everything was like a galaxy. Everything had like a swirl in it. Oh yeah. Like everything was everything swirled. was swirled. <laughs> for some reason. Like I that think... was the cool thing, I guess. Yeah, I to mix know. two colors together in a fun pattern. It's like, ooh, fun. Um novelty. I remember didn't Bonnie Bell have a flip top lip smacker that was like a swirl like that? They oh, must have. Yeah, I'm sure. And then they, they had the, those really silvery, icy tones. Like everything was frosty. Or glitter, but the glitter really didn't do anything except mm-hmm. look like chunky glitter. I don't know. It was the weird. It, it was so like bizarre. You got glitter from the arts and crafts store and just like put it on your face. Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't. It's not the sophisticated like micro glitter. Yeah. or shimmer. Um, not a modern day. Not no, a modern day it's, highlight. It's but literally like. Elmer's glue mixed with like chunky blue stars and glitter <laughs> and suspended onto your face. It's but that was the yeah. cool the yeah. cool stuff, and guys. You know, obviously we were that was when we were kids, so maybe the adult makeup of that time was maybe a little more sophisticated. But mm. you know what? Probably not by much. Well, and I think the pigmentation of everything was so bad, like nothing yeah. had pigmentation. And now we're in a totally different universe when it comes to makeup and like the quality because we've come a long way but back then everything was kind of just like eh well and and I guess that was like the trend of the time is um you know like the 90s supermodels everything Mm. it wasn't heavy-handed in a way I mean there are some things that were heavy-handed like lips were really Mm heavy-handed uh but skin and like contouring uh was not it wasn't super structured it wasn't wasn't a structured contour um, and Kevin Aquan, um, mom got me his book, Making Faces, when I was a kid, and oh, yeah. I loved looking through that. And he was um, a celebrity makeup artist back in the day, and he has long since passed, uh, but he still has a makeup line in his name. Uh, but he's like one of the OG, like, celeb makeup influencers because sure. he did every model, every celebrity of the time. Um, and making faces was him transforming celebrities into other um, into other celebrities, basically. Right. So I remember, who was it? He turned Martha Stewart oh. into, I don't know who it was, but he made her look like a completely different person. And all it is, is he didn't use prosthetics. It's just shading and contouring. So he kind of pioneered the contouring and in my opinion he did for sure and remember when everybody started plucking their eyebrows you can pretty much ad- put that back on kevin aquan because he actually did that to cindy crawford mm-hmm. he plucked all of her eyebrows until there were those really teeny tiny thin pencil eyebrows and then all of a sudden everybody started doing it and what that was was a call back to i think 
the 40s when everybody else had a really skinny penciled in eyebrow almost like they just or the 20s maybe like the 20s 30s mm-hmm. 40s but that was the look that he was going for and so all of a sudden everybody followed suit and so, so he's the og influencer and basically. now we're all trying to regrow what kevin aquan took away from us <laughs> but my god was that like a whole trend in and of itself yeah so Making Faces was a book that our mom got us, so thank you, mom, because that kind of, like, fueled my love for makeup and beauty and just kind of, like, playing around with yeah. different looks. Um, and so after the mall, um, I think the number two biggest influence in how we looked at trends, uh, not just beauty, but, you know, fashion trends at the time, uh, celebrities, were the great uh, teen magazines that they had out during so the time. So many good magazines. And it was very celebrity focused oh, not yes. not like now where you actually will get a ton of different models actual models on the covers of magazines not just artists uh like music artists right. uh you know actors actresses all that stuff uh but teen magazines very celebrity focused uh so i remember like reading ym and uh teen people Teen People was a thing, right? I think so. Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue. Well, I don't know how early Teen Vogue came in, but there that was, was a just later. a lot. And I think, and also Allure Magazine was a huge one because that was like the the only beauty mm-hmm. magazine that was just dedicated to beauty uh, cosmetics yeah. and skincare. Looking through those were super enjoyable for me because every time they had like a celebrity or a model on the cover, their story would have these beautiful like full page spreads of just close ups on their makeup. And it was just like a beauty lover's dream. So if you still have a lure, I love to thumb through it every now and then and just see what they're reporting on. It's always been one of the magazines I've always really loved. And Allure now is run by Michelle Lee and she's taken the magazine to a really cool uh new, I don't know, perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they're they're not using the term anti-aging anymore. They're being a lot more inclusive in their uh, choices of models. Um, right. I believe they had a photo shoot done with an all Asian cast and crew. So all Asian models and all Asian uh, production members, oh. which is really interesting. Um, but besides Allure, um, probably the only other ones that we read were maybe Seventeen magazine. Oh, Seventeen for sure. Yeah. And I loved reading all of the um, the articles about the celebrities. Like, let's say... Britney Spears or Mandy Moore was on the cover (laughs) and they always would talk about their beauty regimens and it was just so funny because they're like oh I just slap on a bit of lip balm and call it a day right like yeah everybody just wore lip balm (laughs) but honestly everybody kind of did just wear lip balm because it wasn't this ultra glam look like how Mm -hmm. it is today like the red carpets they're wearing a lot of makeup but like when I look back at pictures then it was almost people just wore something that they had in their closet and went to the like a red carpet like it was never this huge to do it was I don't know I look back I'm like oh everybody was just so young and innocent fresh faced wearing like ultra low cut jeans oh yeah and that was it oh man (laughs) with the butterfly clips in the hair that's (gasps) all yes oh man not even makeup just like all the weird accessories that were popular back in the day like Mm -hmm. yeah butterfly clips like those choker like stretchy tattoo chokers okay remember okay a year or two ago chokers made a gigantic comeback so badly that I went into a Forever 21 and they had an entire wall of chokers. <laughs> and where are they now? I haven't seen a single choker since. Exactly. It was gone in flash, just like it was back in the day. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was so funny because all these little girls I was seeing wearing these chokers 
probably born maybe in, I don't know, 2005. So they obviously, I I mean, I hope they know where it comes from, but I think I just see it and I laugh because that's what was so popular in our day and these, I don't think these people even It's It's pretty weird to like now see all of the trends that you grew up with Mm -hmm. coming back and recycled around and it's just, it's so interesting because you look, I look back then and everybody was in these really big baggy shapeless clothes. Nothing was like body conscious. Everybody just looked comfortable and very casual and everybody was fine with that. And now like this chunky sneaker trend, like this athleisure trend where you're pretty mm-hmm. much wearing, wearing sweats, sweats, but in like a fashionable way. Yeah. It's like it's, sweats with the better fabric. Yeah. It's coming <laughs> back and I'm like, oh, is that something we want? It's like, the, I don't know. It's the new, it's the rebirth of the juicy couture velour oh. sweatsuit sets. Oh yeah. And sets like what is that? Like, why, when did we start saying, look at this Adidas set? Like, what is that? I don't know. It's, it's like it's, a top and a pant and, and now it's a set. I'm like, oh, it's a okay. set. You know what sets used to be? Lingerie. Yeah, what are we talking about? Like, I'm so <laughs> confused. And the chunky sneakers, oh my God, please stop. Sketchers, oh, stop. Dad sneakers are huge. They're so These girls are like 17, 18, to no, me. early 20s. They're wearing these like white, really giant they look like dad sneakers. And Fila, Fila is back again. They look, Champion is back. There's Champion so many. Champion is back. Their clothing is back. And you know what? And it's, it's expensive. It's made at, it, you can find this at Walmart, but for some reason people think it's like this weird status symbol now. Oh my God. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe Remember? it's a symbol because of its accessibility. I don't understand yeah. the trend. Athleisure is gigantic. People are making billions of dollars off of it. Um, and you know what? I'm not mad at it because I kind of love wearing my sweats, but obviously, in, you know, in the house, if if I'm not at work, if I'm at home, I'm in pajamas. Yeah, for so sure. So, I, I mean, I guess that's But also, that's, that's I'm in the house. I'm not... In public? Like, I would never go to work in... <laughs> I, I digress. Okay, so we're going to move on. So we're going to talk about another huge influence on us growing up is going to be the rise of the MTV music video. Yes. So... If anybody remembers, MTV would partner up with whoever artist uh, was hot at the time, and they would do a world premiere and a behind the scenes of their music video shoot. It was a huge deal. People spent millions of dollars on the production for their music videos. I mean, they still do. But making making the video was so cool. Making the video (laughs) was just this thing where everybody watched it. And then at the end of the episode, you would get the world premiere with the countdown and you would see everything come together. And it was huge. It was such Mm -hmm. a big deal. And so one of the videos I vividly remember was Jennifer Lopez waiting for tonight. Yes. So when she was in this jungle with green laser lights and she was entirely covered from head to toe in crystals. And it was amazing. J-Lo was the shit. I mean, she's still the shit now. That's the J-Lo glow, literally covered in crystals. That is the (laughs) J-Lo glow. And remember, she had this big old um, collaboration with her makeup artist, Scott Barnes. And then I guess they had a falling out. But I guess now they're best together. Didn't they do like a a leg shiny kind of... Oh, yep. Is Mm -hmm. that what that was? Anyway. um, So who else? what other videos do you remember being like super influential to you? Oops, I did it again by Miss Britney Spears. (gasps) Oh. Uh, So everybody knows like the red leather catsuit. Oh, yes. Look, it was... It was a look. It was a controversy. It was a controversy because she kind of had a little bit of a 
a mistletoe happening. Well, um, and also it was kind of evident that, like, maybe she got a boob job. I don't know. Yeah. It was so body-hugging. We were like, whoa, Brittany, what's going on? Because, well, I guess the last video was Hit Me Baby One More Time, and she was 17 in that. So. Yeah. But it was a really cool video. And it was, of course, with the intergalactic, you know, space-age theme, because yes. apparently the millennium had to, you know, freak us all out and... We wanted to talk about space, apparently. Um, so <laughs> they were in this weird, like, Mars mm-hmm. station uh, space cave. I don't know what it was. Yes. With, like, hot, sweaty men uh, pulling levers <laughs> yes. and making steam erupt around her. <laughs> and then here's Brittany on this weird little turntable bed, uh, just lip-syncing her little heart out uh, with this frosty blue eyeshadow. Oh. Um, really pale kind of a metallic pink lip. Um, mm-hmm. And I loved watching the close-ups of her face when she's oh, doing yeah. the video because, oh, the makeup look, it's just, it's, for me, it's like an iconic I'm going to pull up the image right now. Oh, yes. Okay, it was like a very, very subtle blue. Yep. And then she had... Yeah, like oh, a pink and then, metallic and lip. And then that was the look when you put the really light highlighter up next to the brow bone. So your mm-hmm. whole brow bone was like super shiny. Super frosty. Super frosty. But she looked good, like very fresh faced. She has a really soft, pink, glossy lip mm-hmm. and just lashes. And everything else is just so simple, like not ultra glam. Her blush is kind of like she put it on. Like it wasn't. I but don't know. It, I don't know. It was a look though. It was a really cute so look. So maybe they're trying to go for. Oh, she's an alien, but she looks like one of us. I don't know. I don't understand the concept of the video with the whole heart of the ocean being dropped. In- <laughs> it didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that was super weird. Oh, my God. Um, what other videos can we think of that we really loved? Um, anything Spice Girls. Oh, my God. Um, Christina Aguilera. Oh, Christina. We've got to talk about Christina. Oh, Christina. And we the need- dirty era. Oh, man. It was... That was a very controversial period of her career oh, yeah. um obviously so genie in a bottle um yes it's a sexual song uh but that whole album wasn't as like hyper sexualized as stripped was stripped she came out and was like hey guess what i'm a woman i'm sexual uh but she put it on show when in that dirty video because oh boy she was wearing little mini skirts her she wasn't wearing he was out she wasn't wearing anything she was attempting to twerk it was it was a hot look so i'm i'm looking at a picture oh the from, evolution of extina because she has she is maybe by far the one artist besides like madonna who in our like in our generation mm-hmm. that has changed every single time a new album yeah. has come out her look has changed she's, along with it she's like the princess of reinvention while yes. madonna is the queen so like her early days the uh when her debut album comes out very fresh faced mm-hmm. very innocent and then we get into the stripped era where it's like the dark remember when two-tone people like hair the two-tone hair so she had like the black hair underneath with wild colors and then the platinum blonde she had really really thinly plucked eyebrows and a like a not even a smoky eye it was more like kind of like a raccoon eye like super black eyeliner all around and then oh is this moulin rouge oh god yep the moulin rouge time where lady lady marmalade the lady marmalade oof lady marmalade that was a lot yeah a lot of look and then she went into this um like retro like maybe 40s and 50s back to basics that was also a pretty good album yeah she went back to basics uh literally with her look um yeah Kind of a 40s bombshell kind of a vibe. And Always then she with the went lip. into like a celestial, like, I think that's when she had her 
first or second kid. I don't know. She, I think that album Lotus again, I actually have never listened to a song on that album, but she went very like glowing goddess kind of a look, um, probably because she's getting more in tune with her body and embracing like her newfound motherhood or something. Uh Um, and now she, you know, that cover that she did where she's bare basically. Um, it looks, it's pretty evident she's had a little bit of work done, like a little bit of a lip filler here and there. Um, but she looks really good. Yeah, and she looks she's, pretty good. Hey, you know what? She's grown out her eyebrows. Yes. Looks, oh my gosh, Looks please. so much better. Don't ever touch your eyebrows ever again, yeah. people. Um, and, and then, what else can we talk about as we're going? I, I just like Christina because she, you could always count on her for like something new. Mm-hmm. And she never had any kind of, like, fragrance or makeup deal, did she? Ooh, I can't remember. Unlike, I'm not sure. Unlike some, like, oh, Jessica Simpson. Yes! Jessica Simpson, um, who now, yeah, you know, she's still a singer, uh, but she kind of just makes billions of money, dollars off of her shoe line. Yeah, and which they're is actually kind of cute. Yeah, and so back <laughs> in the day, Jessica Simpson was wildly popular. Um, she was known for being, she was actually famous for being a virgin, uh, <laughs> while she was dating Nick Lachey right. of 98 Degrees, which is, like, the most 2000 thing I probably have said so far. <laughs> um, she ended up having a line called Dessert, and it was, like, lickable body items. Um, and so it was, like, a... There was, like, a body butter, I think. Let's see. I'm looking this up. There was... Yes. This can- oh, it came with sprinkles? That's right. Why would it you was want bl- that? Yeah, it, so it was, like, a whipped... It was literally a whipped cream canister, and it was, like, a like a whipped body cream that you would literally spray onto yourself, uh, like a can of Ready Whip. Oh, she and had it a was, lip gloss. And yeah. it was um, flavored, so you could actually... I mean, I guess it was edible. I guess so. Um, I get. Oh, and Urban Decay also did a really similar uh, line about lickable body powders, like yeah. body glimmer Bo- highlighters, like kind of kind of similar to uh, Fenty Beauty's. Is it Diamond Bomb? No, bomb. It's, it's like a it's like a it's a like a pink feathery poof, <laughs> just filled with uh, like a shimmery highlight. So she kind of had that same. Uh, product or urban decayed excuse me of like colored and scented and flavored body shimmer powders it was yep. very strange i remember there was honey there mm-hmm. was i think there was cocoa there oh yeah uh gimlet was that weird lime green one yes. i guess it tasted like lime uh for something i guess a little bit different um <laughs> something about that just screams like club kid to me yeah look the at the packaging oh, the old time beautiful yeah the old time urban decay packaging because urban decay has been around for a long time guys um wait this is before the naked palette okay so they had uh lickable body powders uh they had what was the most famous their the eyeshadow. eyeshadow gash gash was a lipstick oh, okay and uh Something cowboy. What's it called? Space cowboy? Midnight cowboy? Midnight cowboy. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was like one of their most famous eyeshadows. It's kind of like how Stila had kitten and has still has kitten to this day. It's like yes. their signature mm-hmm. shade. Um, yeah. Urban Decay was big. Hard Candy was also big. With the little ring on each nail polish. Mm-hmm. And was I, really cool. I believe you can still find that at Walmart now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which hard Candy so still exists. Um, what other brands do you remember? Oh, CoverGirl was huge. CoverGirl is still huge. I think just drugstore brands in general because mm-hmm. that's all we could afford. And, yeah. like, that's what was 
accessible to well, us. Well, and that's what was shown in magazines. It wasn't high-end makeup. It was always these full-page spreads of, like, what was new for fall for, like, mm-hmm. Maybelline, Revlon, CoverGirl. And I loved looking through all of those, like, during, like, um, like Halloween time. Yeah. Everybody put out, like, a fall and Halloween-inspired – not Halloween-inspired, but, like, a fall darker – look and everything was like that berry purple a raisin like a dark see, I mean, brown you st- yeah you see that now uh i don't know i just also just loved halloween as a kid yeah <laughs> that was like the best time that was like you could the just one... dress up and do yeah. crazy makeup that you obviously can never wear in yeah. normal life i think that was like the one day of the year where you were like it was okay to like look insane <laughs> i mean and really go ham with the makeup and what that meant was putting glitter hairspray in my hair and oh, maybe yeah. using black eyeliner like I don't know it wasn't that big but it it felt like oh yeah this is the one time you can really just like play yeah I remember one year um Tara put makeup all over me because I I went as Medusa and (laughs) she uh put green gold eyeshadow literally all over my face actually I know what it was um do you remember is it NYX or I think it was an NYC brand. It was a cream uh-huh. shadow in a tube, kind of that looked like the Maybelline ones. Okay. But it was like a pale lime green. Ooh. And so she, I spread that all over my face and then she kind <laughs> of dusted gold all over me as well. Ooh. So my entire face was like green gold. And you know what? I looked sickening. Sickening. That's fun. I would turn you to stone. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Playing with those. Oh yeah. Cream eyeshadows. What was, who made those again? Uh, the cool effects, Maybelline cool effect Ooh, eyeshadow. Yes. I, had I had the those. I had the sheer lilac, loved it. Mm. There was also the pale icy blue. Mm, probably doesn't look good on me now. Whatever happened to cool tones? Why did we go from loving cool tones to, to only having and warm red tones? And, you know what? I just saw Marc Jacobs has a new collection coming out, <gasps> and it's that. all cool cool tones, and I'm kind of here for it kind of here for that eyeshadow palette i kind of want it i was looking at that too and then you tagged me on instagram and i was like wow well, we're thinking thinking each other's thoughts i think and i'm not really a person that reaches for cool tones because of my coloring kind of suits more of a warm tone but it's nice to have yeah. i mean if you want to put a gray eyeshadow on it's like i have to dig around for the literally one gray eyeshadow mm-hmm. in the countless amounts of eyeshadow palettes that i own so I think it's nice. It's like something different for a change, yeah. even though it feels like, I don't know, it's just a cool tone, but it's so much it's of a hard. step away from yeah. like what has been going it's on almost, for so long. It's almost hard to find just like a neutral grayish taupe that's not surrounded by a berry red or like a warm rust. Like a like pumpkin So my coloring, I'm very fair, um, but I'm, I kind of have neutral undertones, but I prefer cool tones on me. Yeah. Just because... I think red red tones almost. Mm, I just don't like it on me. I really yeah. Do not I think like you definitely tones. you suit more cooler tones, and I suit more warm tones. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else to add about anything in, down our nostalgia trip? Um, only that that it's it's been a it was a really fun time to be mm-hmm. growing up. I loved our childhood. Everything that we saw on TV, any movies, magazines, all the celebrities, all of like the the singers, the boy bands, the pop stars. That oh was gosh. such a huge part it was of ev- our childhood. It was everything. It was everything to us. And we loved every second of it. we ate it up. And we, we ate it up. We had mm. our, like, remember when you would just, like, 
we would take the bus every morning and you would have to bring your little CD player and then your book of CDs. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And you had to have extra batteries because everything had batteries. And, like, mm-hmm. if it my ran Walkman. out of them, yeah. oh, my God. So much stuff. But anyway, I mean, like, music was hugely in- influential on, like, the beauty community and and seeing all of those things in magazines. And I think it really just inspired us to play with makeup and just keep looking and discovering and like absorbing like everything. And that Mm -hmm. was, and that was all pre social media. Like that was such a, it feels like such a different time now where you can literally just hop on your phone and look through millions of images if you wanted to, but we would have to wait, you know, till we got our next issue of a magazine to see a new beauty ad. So it was a different time, but it was a really cool time. And I don't know. I think I was a, I love the trends back then. I, I know that they're pretty much awful, but you know what doesn't change the fact that they, for me, they're great. Like, that's my childhood is, like, watching these trends. And now it's funny because they're kind of coming back around again, but in, Mm -hmm. like, a more sophisticated way, I would say. Yeah, in a more editorial way. Yeah. Which I just, it's, it's so funny. I mean, is this, does this mean we're getting old? Is that I don't think it's getting, something that... I think we finally live long enough to oh. see the trends we have right, so come back. So we're old. <laughs> so now we're, now we're references. Oh God. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, you know what? I was actually reading an article, um, talking about how millennials mm-hmm. actually can recognize more music. Uh, from the 50s to the 90s. Oh. More than they can recognize music from the last three years. And I you know agree. What? I completely agree. Um, our My boyfriend and Laura's husband will agree that the only music I actually want to listen to is stuff that I grew up listening to. Yeah, I want to listen to Britney. I want to listen to Janet and Christina. We're just such creatures of habit. I'm such a creature of habit. I will listen to Britney Spears's uh, Oops, I Did It Again album and Spice Girls' debut album and on I, repeat and, and I still love it yes they're classics for a reason mm-hmm. um not just because I grew up with them yeah it's the like it's a nostalgia factor but yeah it's just so funny how yeah, like what's old is new again and uh, I don't know it was a great I think it was a great time to be growing up I'm very glad that that's when I was born so yeah. um thanks mom for deciding to have us <laughs> all right <laughs> Okay, so that was kind of a long, rambling, um, nostalgic trip that we just took there. Um, but you got to remember where you come from, Laura. Yes, you do. Good um, memories. Sorry if that was a bit of, bit of a ramble, but we had fun. Yes. Uh, we kind of wanted to remember um, where our, our beauty journey began. Um, and for us, it began in the, the late 90s. Ooh. It was a great time in America. Um <laughs> We weren't scared of anything and everyone, and we just wanted to wear our Bonnie Bell and spray our love spell all over each other Mm. and be free, okay? We just wanted to smell like cucumber melons Uh, and, um, well, (laughs) sweet pea. We wanted to smell like sweet pea (laughs) and uh, champagne strawberries from Victoria's Secret. We just wanted to smell like fake fruit and roll glitter on our faces we just wanted to be like and we wanted to be britney spears yes oops i did it again absolutely so on that note we're gonna move away from our nostalgia trip and do something a little bit more in the now uh we want to talk about our winter skincare routines um so we live in the pacific northwest Um, we do have seasons here, but luckily our winter isn't a very dry and super cold winter like some people might be having, um, in other parts of the country or the world. Um, 
And for me, uh, my skincare routine doesn't change a whole lot in winter, um, uh, but we're going to go over that with you guys now. So Laura, uh, what does your winter skincare routine look like right now? Okay, so because I am more on the oily side, I would say I'm actually more of like a combination. And then going into winter time, I just feel like more is more. Um, so in the winter time right now, which is blowing my mind, I have been using the Clinique Moisture Surge Overnight Mask as my daytime moisturizer. Uh, so you're using a sleeping mask. Yes. During the day. Yes. And why I do that, it, I, even though I'm oily, I cannot stand like a watery gel cream texture. I don't. I feel like it's not doing anything for me. I feel like if I'm going to put on a cream, I want it to be creamy and I want it to feel nourishing and like it's giving me something more than just a layer of water. I don't want to hydrate. I want to moisturize. Mm. Hydrate is adding water. Moisturizing is adding oils. I want to do the latter. Um, so I've been wearing the overnight mask and the good thing with that is that it doesn't interact poorly with like, I use like, um, a pore filler and then I'll use my foundation and that one, the moisturizer just really sinks in nicely and beautifully and doesn't cause any problems with my foundation. So that's really been nice. And then at night I've been incorporating oils every single night, but it kind of depends on how my skin is feeling. So if it's feeling pretty normal, not dry at all, I'll still use like the Carrez Vitamin C Brightening Oil, which is a dry oil. It sinks in very quickly. Or if I feel like my skin could use a little extra oomph, I'll go for like the Herbivore Emerald Oil. So that's been really nice. And then also I wear a thick moisturizer before bed. Um, what moisturizer? Ooh, I have so many right now. That's true. You I'm, have a lot. I'm going through. <laughs> I'm looking at a lot right here. Oh man, I, I have see a so load. Much. I see a fresh uh, night cream. That's gonna be coming up next. I haven't touched that. Oh okay. So right now it's between the Bobbi Brown Intense Hydrating Night Cream, which they do not make anymore. <gasps> I know. I've used that. I know. I don't know why they got rid of it. It was really great product. It's yeah, very her, rich. Her skincare is really nice and looks it's really creamy and it smells really good yeah it's like a spa and it's a then, very very luxury treatment so i'm finishing that guy up and then i'm kind of starting on the glossier priming moisturizer rich which at first i re i bought it when it first came out and i was just like i just can't use this like this is too much and now and now that it's winter time i love it but even like if it's not winter time i think i'm going to be using this one towards the day if when my moisturizer, um, my Clinique moisturizer mask, uh, runs out. So I mm. think I'm still going to use a really rich cream during the day because then I have to use less steps. So that's kind of a you win don't, for me. You don't feel like it in interacts with like how your foundation wears throughout no. the day? No. And that's like the amazing that's thing. Good. I thought it would, but because I'm doing less steps, I don't use an oil in the daytime. I can kind of get away with a richer moisturizer. Mm. Okay. So those were my winter skincare routine kind of additions as you would. Karina, have you mm -hmm. changed anything? Um, I've actually stuck to a more um, simple routine. Um, so in the first episode, we were talking about how I incorporate um, really little to no skincare in the mornings yeah, before I put on makeup. Or you don't even wash your face in the morning. I which don't. Because, I am interested by it. Well, I also don't have an oily skin. So for me, I just need to wipe it up, wipe away the night skincare that I was using uh -huh. and then I just slap on a toner <laughs> and my sunscreen and then I can put on my wait you don't even wear a moisturizer? moisturizer um my foundation um 
kind of helps me with that. Wait, what? It's a glowy foundation. You don't wear a moisturizer under I usually your do. sunscreen? Okay. I usually do, but the sunscreen is so... I've been using the Super Goop Unseen sunscreen, and it's so, like, silicone and slippery that it kind of acts as, like, a moisturizer slash primer for me. Huh. Okay. So I really don't need a lot of product in the morning. Okay. Um, But at nighttime, I have um really amped up my use of acids um why would I, that change in the winter time um because in the winter uh, my skin can get a little bit dry but luckily um with all of the with all that product i've been using i haven't experienced dry skin at all this winter which is really nice mm-hmm. um so you know right when i get out of the shower uh if i'm gonna use the pixie glow tonic that's when i'll use it i don't use it as much anymore because i do have other acids in my routine okay um i will at least keep a a toner on my face i will probably do maybe three skins of that and when we're talking about skins we're talking about like it's called the seven skin method oh god so that means i will do three palmfuls wow of toner so it actually does build up the moisture, and then I will let that sink in. Um, I started using the Lancome Genifique Eye Cream, and I use that after my toner before anything else, because if you keep layering stuff on your face, <laughs> and then you use eye cream, honey, the eye cream's not going to sink in. You need to let that sink in first, because then what's the point? You're just... Why are you putting toner around your eyes? I'm not. Oh. <laughs> Let's say I'm going to use my moisturizer. I put my moisturizer around my entire face. Including the under eye? Yeah. Oh. After my eye cream, though. Ah, wait, wait. You don't even, you just, I thought eye cream just, like, was in place of moisturizer. I leave, well, here's, I'm so confused. It'll overlap a little bit. I'm not bringing my moisturizer up under my eyes. Okay. But it'll overlap a little bit. Okay. You know, the orbital bone (laughs) area. Okay, so let's say I use, so it's kind of like oil painting. You want to use thin and then thick. Oh. So the thinnest Thinnest would be your toner or your essence, which I splash on a few palmfuls of. So three skins means three layers, but you don't have to wait for them to sink in. You You just do tap, 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 (laughs) tap, 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 tap. She's doing a tapping motion into her hand and then a patting motion onto her face. Patting motion on my face. Okay. Um, And then I will tap, tap, tap my eye cream in. Okay. Um, and if I'm using my acids, so I was talking about the azelaic acid suspension from The Ordinary, I will smooth that over my forehead and my chin area, um, because that's really where I get the most congestion in my pores. Mm-hmm. I don't really take it onto my cheeks because nothing really ever happens to my cheeks. So I just kind of figure, eh, it's fine. I don't need it. Um, and then I will take, um, a serum of some kind. So I was actually using the Ordinary Buffet Serum. I've actually mm-hmm. gone through that. So I actually have one in backup that I need to reopen. So I'll put that on. Um, and then if I want to use an oil, I actually started using rosehip oil. Oh. It's really light. Um, I use it really sparingly because I just, for me, I know it's a drier oil, but I just don't like the feeling of oil on my skin. Oh, okay. I feel like I can feel it. Mm. And again, my skin cannot take a lot of products. So if I'm right. going to do an oil, I have to wait probably a good 30 minutes for that to sink in and then my moisturizer. And then right before bed, I will use, um, my sleep mask from belief. I got the aqua bomb sleeping mask and then my Laneige sleep mask. So it's really about just layers of like thoughtful products. I'm not just slapping on moisture here and there. Like I use it, you know, in a thoughtful way. Like I want (laughs) lightest 
to thickest. So right. think about um, like an oil painting, it's fat over lean. Got That's it. the way that you should layer your items. And if you're going to do acids, you probably don't want to layer acids on top of one another Mm-mm. because they can interact and um, make you a little bit more sensitive and ir- irritate your skin. So if you're going to use that, um, let's say I use a vitamin C serum in the morning sometimes, but then I won't use it at night if I'm using my azelaic acid because I don't want it to irritate my skin. Mm. So if you're going to use two different acids, use them at different times of the day. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, and I use a dewy foundation as well, the L'Oreal Pro Glow. So that also helps with the moisture factor. I also wanted to ask, do you use a hand cream at night? Because I, for one, I'm have, really bad at using I it. have the driest hands. Mm. There is no amount of hand cream that will just do it for me. But my favorite that I've repurchased many times is going to be like the brand from Urban Outfitters. It's just their in-store brand and they come in a few different smells. Right now I have the coconut milk flavor scent, but it's super thick and it but it still absorbs really nicely. It doesn't feel like a weird layer on your skin. But my hands just never feel nourished i don't know what it is i work with my hands a lot so they're already dry yeah that's part of it i don't know i mean yeah i I work with my hands as well and i am literally touching cardboard and paper all day long so that just sucks the moisture out of everything honestly the best thing i've found to combat super dry hands is to get just a pack of cotton gloves and then slather your hands with vaseline at night and then, because the cotton gloves are kind of this weird large size, I just put my hairbands around my wrists. Oh my god. <laughs> so they don't come off at night. <laughs> so I look like I'm wearing some kind of, like, what? costume. Mime? <laughs> like, yeah, mini, I, mini Mouse? I look gloves. like a mime, because at sleep I'll have these cotton-covered ninny muggins, <laughs> and then a sleep mask. And then, like, I don't, and I'm... <laughs> gooey hands no but you wake up and they're the vaseline's all sunken in right oh and your hands are like a baby's bottom oh i need to try that but i I really really don't like i don't wear socks in bed and like the thought of having like warm cotton gloves on during the night makes me want to like scream it's (laughs) really uncomfortable i mean you can do it as part of like your maybe i could do it during the day you're masking yeah Yeah. that could be something i I mean they make these hand sheet masks which i've actually used and actually have kind of liked. are they cold Um, (laughs) i hate that um if If you you didn't if you didn't know Back to episode one. Our Laura, double take. I'm not a sheet masker anymore because number one, they're she too, hates. They're so cold on your she face. Hates the cold, slimy serum. I would rather have a delicious, like warm caress <laughs> on my hands than like plunging into like ice cold serum. No, it's they're not cold. I mean, your hands are a very warm part of your body. <laughs> no, mine are not. So <laughs> mine are dry and they're falling off, and I need help. <laughs> Your hands are just like chips of ice. <laughs> they're just like breaking off. <laughs> oh my god, they're like the tree man. Oh no. <laughs> Guys, don't Google it. Don't it's Google really that. Disturbing. I know what you're talking about. Oh All right. God. We gotta move on. We're rambling. Okay. We're so... seriously rambling. Sorry, guys, but thank you for sticking with us. All right, so we're gonna talk about um, anything new we've tried in the past month so far. So we're actually... Um, just beginning our little month of February here. Shout outs to our birthday month. Our little and month anybody else who has a birthday this month, happy birthday! Yes. Um. So Laura, has there any been has there been anything new you've tried so far that you've been liking and 
2019? Um, so I've tried a few things. Mm-hmm. I had all of this money to spend from all of the Christmas shopping I have been doing over Christmas time. So I had like a $40 credit. And I, I was coming up on like the day before it was going to expire. I looked all over my work and I just couldn't find anything that I needed or wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I just grabbed like the new Anastasia Beverly Hills Sultry palette. And I was like, fine, whatever. Just, I, I just need to spend this money. Otherwise, I'm never going to have it again. <laughs> I mean, luxury right there. No, I literally <laughs> just like grabbed it off the shelf and like shoved it at the girl. I don't even like, really want this, I was just like here. I, I literally was like, Ugh. I don't know, just whatever. And I just, like, got it for free. So, basically, <laughs> what it is is a, it's a neutral palette. Everybody's got it. But the thing that I really like is their formula is one of the best. Mm-hmm. They're super pigmented, very yep. easy to blend. And this palette has a lot of great neutral shimmer tones, yeah. which is sometimes hard to find where they're usually, like, a different color of shimmer. But these, they have a rose quartz. They have, like, a pearlescent creamy white. They've got a soft gold. They've got dark bronze. Like, they're very Ooh, neutral. I've been using that pearl color in my inner corner highlight. Really Because it's a really pretty, like, white gold. Yes. That I really like. Um, I love... There's a good taupe shade in there. There's a couple good neutrals in there. Yeah, and they have, like, a... Actually, almost like a true gray that's like kind of interesting. Like a true gray and, like, a taupey brown that's not too warm and it's not too cool. It's, like, it's just, just right. right. <laughs> So I've been really loving that palette. I use it pretty much every day now, and it also comes with a black, so I can use it with a liner. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing that I tried, this actually was something I tried yesterday, was the brand Kristen S. She sold at Target, and she has a hair care line there, and she also sells, like, hot tools and stuff. I looked and saw this glossing treatment that was supposed to add more shine back into the hair and neutralize brassy or warm undertones for somebody with either natural or color-treated hair. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't dyed my hair in five years, so everything on my head... You got virgin hair. Virgin hair. It's not dyed. My hair is naturally a very, very, very dark brown, so it's almost black. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of just like, oh, I looked at it and like, oh, that could be something kind of cool. So I tried it out yesterday. First of all... There's a lot of product in this bottle. Like, no way could I put it all over my head. Like, it was literally dripping down my body because was it? there was so much. So, question. Was it meant as a one-time use, or would you able to be able to save the rest for maybe three weeks from now? No, because it was... It's not... It's not a hair dye, so it doesn't cover any gray hair. So, I have some grays. It does not cover that. But it is the same thing where it's activated and you shake it up so you couldn't save it because it... Oh, it might explode. Well, the the longer it goes, the longer it sits there, the darker it gets. So there's, like, no way you can... It's like hair dye for a box of hair dye. But I... I, When I look today, my hair is dry today. It is shinier, but... How's the color? The color is pretty much exactly the same. Uh So... know if it really did anything I think this the results would be better for somebody with color treated hair and so especially I think for blondes so they have different colors for different colors of hair so I think a blonde Mm -hmm. because if you do a lot of dye as a blonde your hair can become more porous and um like more basically gets dry and it's just more dry looking and so I think a glossing treatment kind of blondes it seals the cuticle yeah it could really make a difference in somebody with a lighter uh, lighter uh, colored hair but I don't know I don't feel like I was really sold on it I kind of was just like 
oh, this was nice to try. I haven't really done anything like that in a long time. And her but, stuff is pretty expensive, right? Yeah, but I looked, and she has a scalp scrub, like a really gritty scrub, and it has um, a little pointed tip, so you could really get into the roots and, like, squeeze it and, like, scrub it. Speaking of scalp scrub, um, so I've been using the Briogeo um, charcoal micro scalp scrub yeah. shampoo. Um, it is kind of like a micro exfoliating shampoo that I will use maybe every other time I shampoo because I do suffer from dandruff. Um, but that paired with, um, the scalp revival treatment that I was talking about in the first episode. Ooh, it's nice. Cause it's, and the tub of the shampoo is really big, so I actually have actually recently cut my hair, so it's not as long as it used to be, so I don't necessarily need to use as much of the shampoo. Um, and I only use it on my scalp. I don't even bring it anywhere near my ends, because mm-hmm. I just don't want it... Maybe it, it might be a little too drying for that, um, but I still have a lot left. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, paired with the scalp treatment, I really like, because it, it has tea tree in it, Ooh. and the shampoo is pretty minty, so that's nice and soothing, uh-huh. and then the treatment is also minty. Oh, I like it. So like... that's a good scalp scrub. I've seen other scalp scrubs that really just kind of look like a body salt scrub? body scrub, and it looks like it's suspended in oil, so I don't <laughs> think I would like that. I've seen one from Way, Jen, mm-hmm. Jen Atkins hairline. I looks It like, looks like... It's, no, it doubles as a body scrub. Yeah, it's so on is the it label. Oil? I have no idea. I Probably. would not want to put that anywhere near my head. But I mean, you oil cleanse your face. Why couldn't you oil cleanse your scalp? But then, isn't that what it's I would missing? have to look at their directions? Like maybe you use an actual shampoo after that. Probably. I don't know. It just looks iffy. Um, what else have you been using? So for Christmas, this was on my Christmas wish list for a long time, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I am really into spa days on my days off. Oh, yes. I.e. I do, um, I'll take like a nice long shower, wash my hair. Um, I will do masks, all the facial treatments. I will do my (laughs) nails, Manny and Petty. Oh. Um, but I've been wanting a face steamer for the longest time because you know what? I just want to feel like I'm at a spa (laughs) 24-7. So, um, I got one as a Christmas gift from Amazon. Um, and it's called Zenpi, I it's it's just made in China. I don't know, um, but it works really well. I mean, you fill up the little cartridge and it steams up in about less than a minute. Yeah, it's so fast. It's really fast. Yeah, Laura's used it, um, and I think it steams for I think the the max is twelve minutes. But you don't want to get your face too close to it. You don't need hot steam going on your face. I just like putting it maybe eight to ten inches away so it's just kind of a light an ambient steam an ambient (laughs) steam on my face so and it just helps to um it doesn't open your pores okay guys it softens the skin pores don't open and close no they're not muscles that's not what happens um but it actually will help to have your skincare um absorb better steam actually helps with hydration except remember guys it's water so you want to put on your skincare as soon as you're done steaming because yeah. once that starts evaporating, that's evaporating all the hydration on your face. Right. Um, so you use your skincare right after you use a face steamer. But if I'm using a wash-off mask, I will use the steamer while I'm masking Ooh. so it doesn't dry out and do the weird cracking thing. Oh. So it stays moist on my skin and then it's easier to wash like off. Like a charcoal mask is what you're yes. saying? Okay. Yeah, like a clay mask that mm, dries. That sounds nice. I like that because then you don't have to worry about it drying out and cracking your skin. Right. 
and it just feels really nice. It's really relaxing to just close your eyes and let this like yeah. warm steam just wash over your face. It just feels like a treat. Yeah, I tried it once and it was, and it's like, you can't just like sit there and like read a book. You have to like literally sit there and keep it your forces, eyes closed. It forces you to relax, okay? Just it, forces you to relax. It's a nice little moment. Um, another item I recently bought that is like a super drugstore price point. Super and cheap. It, and it is from the drugstore. Um, it's the Essence Super Curl Mascara. Um, so I have been loving uh, L'Oreal's Lash Paradise mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, I really like it a lot, um, but I want to try something new. It's If something, if there's a product that I rotate through like constantly and don't necessarily have a favorite or a holy grail, it's mascara. Yeah. And I know Laura likes the Lancome Monster... Monster. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Monsieur Big. Um, mascara. And I'm not about that bougie mascara life because I like my mascara to be like $9 and cheaper. Um, so L'Oreal Lash Paradise is great, but the Essence Super Curl Mascara, and again, something Laura doesn't like, it has a curved plastic brush, but I like it because I can grip all of my lashes and it actually looks really natural. It does curl. Does it? Yeah. But you curl your lashes, right? Of With course. A cur- okay. I have to curl my lashes because otherwise it's, you Nothing. know, sticking straight out. What's the point you of it? You know, some people don't even need to use a curler. Isn't that crazy? Well, blessed. Shit. <laughs> well, shit. They're Ooh, also, um, something I'm going to have to um, check back in on is that I've been using the Grande Lash Serum. Oh, my God. Um, Tell me I all first, about it later. I first heard about it um, through Natch Butte with Jackie Johnson. She loves it. She swears by it. So I ordered it. Um, and it's just something that you use every night before bed. And you just do one swipe over your lash line. You don't go in your lashes. You put it above, almost like you're putting on an eyeliner. On the skin, yeah. Just one swipe is all you need. And I've actually been putting it on the bald spots in my eyebrows. And you oh. won't start. You won't start seeing a difference for about two months. But at three months, you should be seeing the full result. But you have to use it every day. Oh, I can't wait. I want to do a before and after photo shoot, so we may have to do that. Um, I really am focusing it on my lashes, but I do have random bald spots in my brows. I want to see if it works. They do have a brow serum, but I figured. I mean, it's probably the same. Pro- I saw maybe three ingredient differences on the brow and the lash serum, and I don't really want to pay sixty five dollars for <gasps> another lash serum. Oh my god! Yeah, so we're gonna see how that works. But the Essence Super Curl Mascara, it lifts, it separates, it curls, it does what it does, and it's like maybe maybe four dollars. Ugh, what a steal! I love Essence. Yeah, so those are the new things I've tried so far, and I've been loving. Cool. All right, guys, it's time for this episode's version of The Double Take. This week, we're going to be talking about facial massage tools. Uh, You've seen them all over Instagram, all over the internet. Um, It's a huge trend right now. And we're going to talk about our thoughts on jade rolling, gua sha, Mm -hmm. um, and just facial implements um, in general. In general. All right, Laura, so what do you think? Do you use facial massage tools? Yes, I do. So I began with, like, the jade roller. You can find them on Amazon for, like, seven bucks. You can find pretty much the exact same items for way more than that from, like, brand name cosmetic lines. Mm -hmm. They do the same exact thing. One side is a little bit longer. One side is shorter. And what it does, a lot of people don't really know if it works. I really think it does because you're manually moving the muscles and if you have a lighter hand you're moving that lymph and fluid out of the face if you do it in an outward sweeping motion 
So what I'd like to do, I use, I don't use them anymore because they broke. That was my thing. Yeah, they broke so easily. The Granted, jade... I, I got them at TJ Maxx. Right, and the, <laughs> the jade rollers just broke. I have a lot of tension in my jaws. I have, like, a TMJ issue. My jaw kind of clicks out of place, and so I have, like, actual muscle knots in my jaw. So I loved to use those in my jaw, but I could press really, really hard, and so I ended up breaking my jade roller. Cut to a couple of weeks ago, I think maybe in December, I bought these gua sha rose quartz um, stones. And if you haven't seen what a gua sha stone is, it almost looks like a palm-sized piece of stone that's polished. And one side has like, it's more tapered. Um, There's lots of curves on it. And then on one end, there's like a scalloped kind of cutout. And so you can use each side for kind of different op- like different purposes. So I love to do like a dual massage. So I have two of them. So I put one in each hand. I actually, I think I pinned this on my Instagram, on my personal Instagram stories. Um, I could also pin that on our Instagram story if you want to see that. But it really helps lift and tighten everything. I've done before and after pictures after using the gua sha tools, and it's such a big difference as to, like, the tone of my face. Mm. The lifting in my cheeks are just, everything is kind of just, like, pulled back. And especially if you feel like you get puffy around the eye area, sometimes if I eat, like, too much salty foods or if I really, like, sleep a long time, all that fluid is kind of just, like, sitting in my face. And just doing that with, like, that cold stone and really manually, like, massaging that fluid really, really makes a difference. So I think they're really beneficial, but you need to find the right tool for what you want to do. I, okay, so I used the Jade Roller as well. Um, I liked it as, like, a little treat. Um, And again, mine broke, too. It was just a really flimsy thing. And I really don't think the kind of stone that you use matters i think what it is is the 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 temperature it's a usually a very cooling effect but mm-hmm. it also it's the massage action that's more important um people have all of these these rose quartz rollers and these jade rollers guys um i love that people are so into crystals <laughs> but it's not going to heal your soul if you're using jade quartz or um any other kind of stone. It's not the stone. It's the motion. It's it's what you're doing. And so I, yeah, it's what you're doing to it. Um. So recently, I've actually gotten. Okay. So you've seen Madonna. Um. She has a skincare line. MDNA skincare. Oh my god. It it looks like a sex toy. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. I found a cheaper version of this face roller. Um. Again, at my favorite haunt, TJ Maxx. Um. For maybe ten or twelve dollars. And they are, it's one long handle that, again, looks kind of like a dildo. Um, and then there's two balls. Yeah, they're huge. They're two big, two big balls. Two big black balls. Two big black knockers. <laughs> um, and they roll um, outward once you're rolling them up your face. So it actually kind of... Like suctions. It's, yeah, it almost is like a pinch and roll motion up your jaw. Don't say pinch and roll in balls in the same oh. sentence, Karina. Well, God. I mean, don't make them look like a and b <laughs> So it feels like a really intense massage, even if you're doing a light hand, when it's really good for rolling up and out on the neck. Oh, yeah. So it, it really, like, of, tones the it, muscles. It will tone the muscles in your face. Um, and I really like mine because it's also made of, I believe it's just hard plastic. So mm-hmm. it has, 
I mean, I can't see a way that this is going to break anytime soon. And it's not cooling, super cooling, like the way that a jade roller is, but I kind of like the, the pinching motion almost mm -hmm. better because I feel like it's doing twice the work in right. one stroke up the face. So I, I like that a lot. I have something similar. I got it from the body shop like a few years ago. It's a lot smaller, but it's the same thing where you drag it across the skin and the two of like their, I guess they're stainless steel like balls, they kind of turn in a specific they, way where yeah. it kind of pin, like grabs onto the skin and has this like suction motion. Yeah. So it's really nice, especially around like the jawline. You can use it like, I kind of like to do it around my eyebrows. Mm -hmm. um, it feels really nice. Everything in an outward motion. Um, yes. Upward nothing, and outward. Upward and outward because we don't want your face on the ground. Yep. Um, so we're going to be talking about those. We're gonna, probably going to post those on our Instagram. Um, we're going to take photos of all these things, post it on our Instagram for you guys to see. Um, and pin it as the episodes come out. Um, and then if you have any tips or tricks or new items you've been loving, you can always comment on those posts um, and give us a shout out. All right, Karina, we're coming towards the end of the episode. Are you feeling good about today? Feeling great. Okay, perfect. So thank you guys so much for listening. Please listen, subscribe, and review us on any podcast app of your choice. We so appreciate it. Please tell your friends about us. I know we're new, but please, oh my gosh, if you could tell one of your friends about us or give us a comment on any of our social media platforms, we would so appreciate it and love to hear from you. Yeah, please comment on anything on Instagram, um, and we want to talk to you guys. We want to hear your favorites, any rants you have. Yeah, your thoughts Anything. And just just give us a shout out. And you can find us on Instagram at glow and tell. That's glow I N T E L or email us with your thoughts at glowintelpod at gmail.com. That's glowintelpod at gmail.com. And we will see you next time on Glow, glow and, and tell. tell. Bye. Bye. Bye.